Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. This is Kyle joined by Keenan. Keenan, what's up? How you doing? You know, life's good. It's different. You know, the NFL, things happened, uh, but things are good. Things are going well. Otherwise. <laughs> it's different? What do you mean it's different? Um, the man that I've watched play football for 22 years since I was three has left, or since I was two, really, has left. And we will that, definitely be talking. We will definitely be talking some Tom Brady. Definitely be talking some Tom Brady. This is my first podcast as a thirty-year-old. So yeah, I guess shit is. Congratulations! Different. Happy birthday, Kyle. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate I, it. I'm glad birthday you. Was I wish I could have gone to Miami with you, but you came down to the old land. Came to the MIA. Had a blast. Had an amazing time. Miami's always beautiful. Always fun. Uh, you know, the weather kind of felt like the north on Saturday, like it was, it was colder than expected, but besides that, absolutely no complaints. Thank you again for the birthday wishes. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing time. Wish you could have been there, but, yeah, uh, same here. we'll def- plan to definitely be back before the year's over. So maybe we can, uh, have a full trip with other people too. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, speaking of that day on my birthday, the news leaks that Brady's retiring from, uh, Adam Schefter. Yeah. And, uh, like, I think I got a little more emotional about Tom Brady retiring than I did my own 30th birthday. Like, I was like, holy shit. This, like you said, this guy who's been in my life uh, longer than he hasn't been. I can tell you that. Well, I mean, he's, I mean, you've been, we'll say he's been in the league 22 years. We'll say you vividly remember 19 of those because I would have put you at like age eight. No, I vividly remember, I vividly remember the, pretty much all of his career. His yeah. rookie year. His rookie year was the year before he took over as a starter. Mm-hmm. So he, he had this league in 2000. The first time, I actually remember the first time I heard about Tom Brady. Uh, you know how my memory works. I remember the most random shit. And yep. so you obviously know Bob, his friend Rick at the time. I remember this. Um, and I'll get into Brady's career path, but I never like, like from when I, my first year of watching football was probably like 1999, right? Yeah. I don't remember the Patriots record that year, but I remember watching some Patriots games, but I was more into the Titans because I really liked Eddie George and Steve McNair. I was going to say, you were an Aaron McNair fan. I remember that. You got a, oh yeah, you got a random phone call from Eddie. <laughs> from one of them. It was either Steve McNair or Eddie George. I can't. I think it was really Eddie remember. George, but that's a random story for another day. Go on. Can't really remember. But, but the family was Patriots fans and, uh, you know, kids around the neighborhood were Patriots fans. So I was watching the Patriots too. You know, obviously they're the local team, so you watch the Patriots too. Yep. So that's ninety nine, two thousand. The Patriots go five and eleven. And I just like even then as a this is my second year really watching football. You're learning the game. Uh, I think we mentioned last time, like or a few podcasts ago, like we both really learned the game through Matt, right? Like of a course. lot of kids do. I mean, anyone who anyone who's under the age of like thirty two. Or like thirty-two and under really learned most of their game from Madden. I learned a good amount of it from Madden because, like, how could you not? Right. So when I'm watching this five and eleven season, I watched a good amount of that two thousand season. Yeah. Five and eleven. Drew Bledsoe's a quarterback. I didn't like Drew Bledsoe. Like even as a let's see, seven. I would have or uh, two thousand. I would have been an eight year old or seven, turning eight mm-hmm. by the time the season really ends. I just didn't like Drew Bledsoe. Uh, I, what I didn't know at the time and we'll get into this later, was that Drew Bledsoe was a number one overall pick at the time. So, yeah. you know, if you're one overall pick going 5-11, and 11, that's obviously an underachiever, correct? Yes. And mm-hmm. so I remember 
get to get back to the original point, I remember Bob's friend Rick being like, yeah, this kid Brady's on the bench. He kind of lit it up in preseason. He sounds pretty good. And, you know, when you're seven, eight years old, you don't know shit about football. All you hear is that there might be someone better. And I remember thinking, like, damn, I hope this Brady guy gets in. Sure enough, you know, whatever happened next season, Bledsoe goes down. <laughs> the rest is history, as they say every time the story goes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, since then, since fourth grade, because Brady takes over two weeks after 9-11, he's been in our life, you know. And, you know, up until before last season, he was our quarterback every week, you yes. know, minus the torn ACL season. And, you know, I shit, let's just get into it right now. All that Brady's like, you know, I can't. Number 12, like number number 12 is your quarterback. And by number 12, I mean Tom Brady and only Tom Brady. I can't even put into words the confidence you have that you're going to win that game. And the, the combination of him and Belichick together every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a 16-0 season. Keaton, like, that second half of the run, like, 2010 on. Uh, you know, I felt any one of those years we could have went 16-0, 15-1. And that's even with some of those teams having bad defenses. Like, mm-hmm. that second half, like, yeah, we won three Super Bowls in the first half of his career. But that second run in particular is unlike any. Well, it's better than the I've first one. Of. They had a it's f- better than the first. It's better than the first one. I mean, arguably, because the first one has a. It was three championships in four years. So and they had a back to back. And it was a and it was a yeah it was a repeat. No team's done that since us. And uh, you know the sixteen and O's in there, which obviously you can't say sixteen and O without eighteen and one. So mm-hmm. that stings. But yeah, then after after the torn ACL, he comes back that first year's. I want to say a down year, but it's not like, you know, what we're used to. I think it was like 29 touchdowns to 12 picks or something like that. You know, comeback year. And then after that, I think he got MVP the very next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. I think the first ever unanimous. I want to say, first I want ever to say unanimous. Oh, no, this was 36 to four. I thought it was two interceptions. No, it was 36 to four. You're thinking of his 28 to two. That that was that was um I'm looking at it right now. He had 36 touchdowns, four interceptions, and was the first ever unanimous MVP, I believe. And they lose the Jets that year, and then after that, it's you can book them for the AFC Championship game and whatever else, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I I mean I I was surprised by the news. Like there was some whispers before the Rams game even played. Like if they lost, like could he? Could he go? And I never even believed it because I figured he was so hell-bent on 45. And that's the whole reason he left the Patriots to begin with is because he had 45 in his mind. There's no way I'm thinking he retires at 44. So, I mean, I'm still kind of shocked by it. Here we are. It's Thursday, Thursday night, and he officially retired Tuesday. I'm still shocked by it. I really am. I really thought he would have came back for his 45th, age 45 season. Um, and it even seemed like after Schefter and I think Ian Rapport broke the news Saturday. It seemed like people were saying, like, damn, he might just come back just for that. You know what I mean? So he can break yeah. the rules himself. Like, I'm honestly still shocked. And stupid me, you know, because I didn't think he would go back to the Bucks this year. Honestly, I thought, thought there was a way maybe he'd go to the Niners or something like that. Silly me. I thought, shit, why? I figured if he's somehow available, there would be some way maybe Robert Kraft maybe brought him home. For one last year, <laughs> one last year, silly me. That would have been crazy. <laughs> no, it would have. It would have been wild. But uh, but damn, I mean, 
uh, Tom Brady's not going to listen to this, but Tom, thank you for the memories. We, I, I got a lifetime of memories from Tom Brady. Uh, you know, unbelievable. He was unbelievable to root for every Sunday. And, you know, after the Seahawks Super Bowl, and we'll get to like our personal memories of Tom Brady, after that Seahawks Super Bowl, everything after that was like, you know, icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if he could have retired any moment after that. He could have, his game could have slipped any moment after that, and it wouldn't have been abnormal. You know, he was already late 30s at that point. Uh, and man, he continued to stay just as dominant. We had a chance at a three peat. Um, no, I can't no, say enough sorry, about, about that. That, that one. That one hurts. Um, that one does hurt, but uh, yeah, I can't, I could, I could talk for two more hours about Tom Brady and that just might happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and talk about Tom Edward Patrick Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Jr. Oh, God. Okay, so my first ever memory of Tom Brady is the 2000, 2000 season, 2001 Super Bowl versus the Rams. That's my first ever memory. I'm four at the time. And so remember- like I'm three turning four in a couple months. Like I remember bits and pieces of the game. I don't remember, like, but that's my first memory of the Patriots in general. The I'm- only thing I remember about that game is that I think there was a tie law pick six in the beginning of the game. Yes. And I remember the the, the game when he field goal and and the uh, snow angels uh, homie did in the end zone. I can't remember the offensive line, but one offensive lineman did a oh. snow angel because of the snow game. But we'll get to that. When yeah. I cut you off, my fall go back. No, you're go back. Good. But that was the that's the first ever memory I have. I've gone back. I've looked at the highlights of that game completely. So I know I know what happened in that game. But that's the first ever. Like I remember the field goal because everyone was cheering. Obviously, because we're Patriots fans, and that was the first Super Bowl ever. They've been to two prior to that. They got their doors blown off by the by the '85 Bears, one of the greatest teams of all time, and then they lost pretty badly to the Green Bay Packers in '96, I think it was. Anyways, so that's their first Super Bowl ever as a Patriots. Been like, oh my gosh, great! So I remember that moment. And then I started to go up to camp where we watched with with Grandpa Bob. Every week I started to go up when I was like seven or eight, and that's really when I started to get into football. That was around the 2006-2007 season. Like I remember watching the 03 Super Bowl against the Eagles, the 04 against the Carolina Panthers. I remember all of that a little bit, but really when I started getting into it was the year was the year right before they went 16 and 0. And so so 06 so 06 06 yeah 06 that was a year. I believe that was the year they lost to the Broncos, and there was the Champ Bailey like pick six. They almost fumbled at the end. I believe that was the year, but that, I, you're actually you're actually you're actually wrong about that. I might have been the year before that. Too, that uh-huh. may have been 05. That may have been. Oh no, 06 was the year that they lost to the uh, uh, Indianapolis Damn. Colts when they came. Indianapolis came back from twenty one to three in two thousand five. That was that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was the Colts game, and that's that's one if they win. The Patriots just hold on to the lead there. Yeah, no. uh, they they face they face Rex Grossman and the Bears. In the Super yeah, no, Bowl. the Chiefs. I was gonna say the uh, Chiefs pulled the Patriots <laughs> up twenty-one to three in the AFC Championship game and lost it. But yeah, that's 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 another story for another day. That's yeah. one of the only games I can remember watching out of his whole career, out of Brady's whole career, where like 
you know, he threw the game deciding pick, you know, mm-hmm. like we gave up, Patriots gave up lead as a whole, but I remember like at the time when he threw that pick, I was like, damn, that's the first time I've really seen Brady make a mistake in a big spot. Other time would be when he had that fumble against the, the Eagles. Eagles. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm going to let you keep going. We'll get back to Brady. Cause I, like I said, I can go on all day. But, but I, so I remember that, and then obviously I remember the 16-0 and season because how can you not remember the 16-0 and season? I got a Randy Moss jersey, 50 touchdowns, 8 picks. That was really, like, there were talks between him and Peyton before, but obviously with Brady it was, like, all about the team at that point because his stats weren't jarring. His stats were good stats, but they weren't, like, phenomenal. At that point, I think Peyton already got, had three. They got to above average. Oh, no, those, no, no. They, he those, was... He was like a top six repeats. quarterback in the league. I know yeah. I looked this up already. He was like a top five to six quarterback in the league. He was like 10th in yards in 03, like sixth in touchdowns. Like I looked this up the other day because I was having a talk with Joe DiZazzo. He wasn't bad by any means. I'm not trying to say that, but he wasn't like he wasn't Peyton. Like obviously no, he was he was, that, he was he was elite. I mean, I, the yeah. argument at the time was it was the Peyton. Because of the fact that Brady, if Brady didn't have the postseason success, he wouldn't have been obviously in that conversation. But it was the postseason success, it was the clutch gene, it was always coming through in the big moment that really propelled him to be in that conversation with Peyton. But all I was saying was stats wise, like just regular season numbers, he wasn't Peyton. So, like, you always had the conversation of Peyton's better than Brady because Brady's more team oriented and like. It's about the team, and then with Peyton, it's about Peyton. But then the 50-touchdown yeah. season happened. I don't know if that's really fair to Peyton as much as it is that, you know, what do you that's mean? how good Peyton was. And, you know, Brady. What do you, what you, do know, you mean? I, I was just giving props to Peyton, saying that the, the reason oh, why sure, the Colts sure. were good was because, I mean, ob- the reason why the Colts were the Colts was because Peyton Manning was there. Obviously, they had Marvin Harrison, Edron James, Reggie Wayne. Defensively, they had Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis. They had Bob, um, Bob Jan- I can't, oh my gosh, what's his name? Oh, they're saying Bob Sanders. There we go. They had Bob Sanders yeah, in came, the back. But like, no, like. He came later. He came a little later. But like, during that mid-stretch, obviously, Peyton Manning was phenomenal. But like, and it was. But I was just saying, during that time growing up, Tom Brady was compared was like comparatively one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and obviously was looked at as one of the best because of the success he had. But people, if you just said individually in a vacuum, who's better, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady pre oh seven, people would have said Peyton Manning. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I got that. I was gonna say, all I was gonna say was the argument there when it was Peyton first time was like you said Peyton's got the stats but Brady's got the wins you know what I mean like it yeah. was kind of like it was kind of like the Jeter A-Rod if you're into baseball it was kind of like the Jeter A-Rod because A-Rod always had the stats but Jeter got the wins kind of thing so like it was a real argument like oh it was a that's real what made ar- us, yeah that's what made it such a hot argument and such a such a rivalry was yeah Peyton's got the stats but Peyton also had a good squad with him too Peyton's got the good squad Tom Brady's got a squad you know Patriots had Corey Dillon. Maybe they featured him a little more. But by the time it got to 06, where, you know, Peyton's stats are better than Tom Brady's, but Tom's are maybe not there, but they're not far away. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not elite, crazy. Elite passing. 
But it's not. He wasn't the game manager. He was when he first came in that first year. Oh no, no, for sure, for sure. No, I was just saying that Peyton Manning's stats were better, and that was the argument of why Peyton was better. Because if Peyton's stats were the same as Tom, there would be no argument. So, but then 07 came, and it was they got Randy Moss, they stole Randy Moss, and then they got 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 69 percent completion percentage, 200 yards away from 5,000, and you're like, oh, okay. And then, obviously, the most, the, for me, it's the second most only because of my memory of it. It is the most devastating loss in Patriots history, but it's the second most for my memory because the Eagles' loss feels worse. Only because of how young I was for the Patriots, for the uh, 16 and 0. Only reason. I gotta say this. I remember that game, or I blacked that game really out of my memory, but I do remember this. You fell asleep sometime in the second half. I fell asleep in the third quarter and then woke up in the fourth quarter. That was my and that I, was my pat, that was my patented move at that point in time. I remember, I remember you were still kind of asleep, like as the game was ending. And I remember looking at you, being like, "I would give anything to have been asleep during the second half, so I didn't have to witness that." Like it just, I, I mean, I'm sure you remember, like you said, you were like eight years old at the time. But like every Patriots fan, like everyone on Earth, unless you were a Giants fan. Everyone thought that game was, you know. Well, they thought it was gonna be like the biggest blowout. They thought it was just gonna be an absolute blowout. Obviously, going into we, it, we didn't think it was gonna be a tough game. I can tell you that it was a like, mismatch. They, <laughs> but then apparently, degree, like, no. Like going into the game mentally, you're like, when you break it down now, it makes sense because it's like, what's Brady's kryptonite? If you have a front four that can get home without blitzing. That then that's what the obviously the Giants had. They had a good running attack, and then Eli Manning made plays when he had to. But the, like when it, when you break it down now, it makes sense of like how they managed to pull a game out of it. But going into that game, it's like okay, so this sixteen and O team, who has just ran through the entire league, is going to lose to this nine and seven Giants team that just got hot. Like what? What? What people forget about that game is they face they face the Giants in Week 17. The Giants gave them a good game. The Patriots they only did. really win by one score. Patriots were down in the fourth, I believe. I and think up until that Moss touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say they did. That was a Moss touchdown for 50 up the right sideline. I want to say it was like a 50-yarder, if I remember correctly. So the, the seeds were in place, but like like you said, people still were not, I mean, not how scared of this team. How could you be? You're st- if you're 18-0 and 0 and you already beat the team regardless of how the game went, like, how could you be scared of the team? Like, as a fan. Exactly. Like, like, you really, like, okay, so you've won 18 games. They've won 12, technically, because at that point they had to go through the wild card. So, like, come on. Like, why would you think that they're going to? Anyways, yeah. So I, rem- I remember walking into school that Monday, like, like, like a family member had just died or something. Like, I, I talked so much shit that whole week, specifically in, like, my biology class. Cause uh, I don't know if this guy was still there when you went to school, but his name was Mr. Recchia, and he was uh, no, he, he was a Syrac- he was a big Syracuse fan. He was a Giants fan. We were he was a big sports fan. We were talking shit the whole week. It's like the Giants are gonna get to Brady. Da da da. I'm like it's gonna be a blowout. And yeah, man, I had to eat crow that Monday to everybody who was. I've never seen so many people come out of the wordworks and become Giants fans. That's what a, happened. That- a that Super Bowl and B the second Super Bowl. Ain't seen them since. All these people who were fucking Giants fans. 
those years ain't seen him since. No, uh, but. no, the, and that's happened a few Super Bowls to digress from Tom Brady for a second. Like in eighth grade, people just became Packers fans out of nowhere. Like random people that should never even watch football were like repping Packers. So I was like, where did this come from? Where have you guys been? Like where where were you guys? I have never seen. And I haven't seen you since. Like where have always, you guys been? I don't know, but it's weird how that happens. To hap- always seems to happen when it's a when it's a major team in the Super Bowl. Like same thing. Like whenever the Steelers got in, but we're kind of digressing here. But where were we? Um, it was Brady, me, oh, me, season. me, oh seven. So that was Brady. Obviously, the next the next year tears his ACL beginning of the game um can i take something back to the beginning real quick yeah sure because me and you have heard this argument like we'll 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 get into arguments about brady and this and that and people will say oh of course he won that first super bowl they had such a loaded defense they had such a loaded team this and that this and that well keenan you've been watching the nfl long enough to know right every single nfl team whether you're good or bad every single nfl team has some sort of talent on it, well, like of course. I mean, is like, any given Sunday, on, they say that for whether a reason. it's on the offense, whether it's on the offense side of the ball, or the defense side of the ball. Even if your stats aren't there, you you're gonna have three or four pieces usually on each side that give you a leg up somewhere. That's why some of these teams they get a quarterback in the draft and boom, all right, because they maybe they already have an offensive line. And look at the maybe Bengals. They have a, exactly. <laughs> they were they exactly. went two and they went two and fourteen. Then they went four and twelve, uh, four eleven and one. I think they tied last year, but um, they won six games in two years. And then now Joe Burrow's here, Jamar Chase is here, and look, they're going to be playing for a Lombardi in eight days or like ten days. Exactly. Exactly. So Brady comes in as I mentioned. Takes over a 5-11 and 11 team. They're 0-2 when he officially takes over a starter, right? Mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe, they'd just given Bledsoe an extension either a year or two before that. He was the number one pick in 92 or 93, something like that. So he's already, he's a star who's underachieved, right? Like, go look at Bledsoe's stats, he underachieved. That's no shots at Drew Bledsoe because he handled everything that happened with Tom Brady with class and grace. And, and subbed in for a Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game that year. And it's part of the reason they still made it to the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, excuse me, that would have been like if Matt Stafford in his Lions reigns gets injured and then some random ass backup takes him to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That would never happen because it's the Lions and they're a cursed franchise. But, you know, that's that's what it would be like. Like, Bledsoe had some underachieving years, had talent, but, you know, 5-11 and 11 in the prime of his career. Then goes out that second game, Mo Lewis hit versus the Jets. Brady game manages them to the Super Bowl. Right, obviously he did sing at some point in there, but you know he was the game manager, much like what Mac Jones looked like this year, right? Mm-hmm. Less than that, honestly, but he still led him on that drive. I believe there were Keenan. I believe there were thirteen point underdogs against the Rams. They were. And Keenan, can you repeat this? Like, you, I know you know this up top of your head. Where was Brady drafted? What round? What pick? Sixth round, hundred and ninety ninth pick in the draft. Is anybody who's drafted there supposed to be in the position Tom Brady's in? No, like, like no. The, the, so I don't, I don't get these, I don't get these arguments that you know people really try to bring up when they when it comes to Tom Brady when they're like, oh yeah, like of course he won. Like no, there was if there was literally one person who was not supposed to win that game, it was a Tom Brady, but. There was you know, the greatest show had, on turf. They just had won the. They won two years prior. Like what? And, like they they were. Had, 
and have five Hall of Famers on offense, I believe. For sure, four. They have five. They was to say there's Kurt Warner. Is, I don't think he's in yet, but he's going to be. Or has he been in? I don't remember. Yeah, he's and, in. He's in. Okay, Kurt but anyways, in. Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, Falk, Orlando Pace. Like, Oh, that's right. Orlando Pace, yep. Yeah. Like that, like you have are one of the best offensive linemen ever. You have one of the five best dual threat backs ever. One of the best one two combos on the outside ever. And a top 20 quarterback probably ever in Kurt Warner. Like that team was amazing. The Patriots shouldn't have been there. They, Correct. They, obviously, like the tuck rule happened, so like they literally shouldn't have been there. But they shouldn't have that's, been there anyways. That's truly my like. I remember the night that all happened, but like one of my true earliest memories is that tuck rule snow game. Yeah, that was a wild game. Uh, seemed like the Patriots shouldn't have advanced. Seemed like a fumble, and you know the rest is history there mm-hmm. too. But yeah, and then. You know, I really, if I could compare it to anybody, and this is why I was so bullish on the Seahawks in the early part of the 2010s, they did the same exact blueprint with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Who, all, by the way, he wasn't supposed to take over either. They had they just signed Matt Flynn to a big contract. Wilson blows them over. They give him the starting job. He, uh, he was a game manager, a much more athletic game manager, obviously, than Tom Brady. Yeah, and, he, uh, he was just today's NFL game manager, like, obviously, but yeah. Go for the run. That defense is loaded. They go, they have a successful first season. His second season, I believe, they're fourteen and two. They would beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, and yep. then obviously, we know what happened the next year. They lit. We'll they get did, to that. Okay, that Broncos Super Bowl makes me so upset. Uh, but uh, going, on, I'm going to go on in the time capsule of Tom Brady and my recollection of him. So he obviously gets right. injured, uh, comes back the next year. He's fine. 2010. Like his two, like the twenty, the two thousand tens. That decade was may, arguably you could say the best decade of sports ever. Like I mean, he's a two time MVP. He went to six Super Bowls. He won three. He was a Pro Bowler every season but one. They went. They lived in the AFC Championship game for eight straight years. Like obviously that and everything. I don't. Oh, technically four. No, no, three Super Bowls. But anyways, it was just he did everything you could possibly ask for. He took mediocre talent and brought them up. He obviously made really good talent even better. The combination between him and Belichick was just perfect. It was a it was a perfect made peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You needed it both. Really you needed both sides. Like that's why I don't like I don't like the argument of like Brady or Belichick, whatever. It's fine. Like I don't. I don't need to have that conversation. I've talked with um, friends. I'm gonna say his name, obviously, Joe DeZazzo. He Doesn't value winning when it comes to individual like comparison all time, which I don't understand at all. Like I understand to a point, you can't just base it all on winning because Terry Bradshaw would be the third or fourth best quarterback of all time if that was the case, but he's not. But at the same time, if you win seven Super Bowls, but you still then have three MVPs, could possibly have four <laughs> or five, depending on the year, you perpetually win at least 11 games every single season. Like, your average wins is like 11 or 12. And you, you own every pass. You record, own every, every individual, regardless of its longevity, you still had to do it. 
Like, we're God, like a lot of people play a while. That doesn't mean they're going to break every single record. Eli Manning played a while. He's not top three in everything. So it's just the amount of excellence, the commitment to excellence that he has is just phenomenal. And anyone saying he isn't the GOAT just doesn't get it because the fact that everyone... Everyone in the NFL talks about Brady as the GOAT. Like, no one, like, even the players, I mean. Like, some analyst or whatever can try to argue whatever they try to argue, whatever. But, like, Odell after the game, he was like, yeah, the GOAT's on the other side. People are like, oh, yeah, well, that's the GOAT over there. That's the GOAT. Like, every NFL player you ever see, and, like, they have no problem saying that. No problem being like, yeah, that's the GOAT. Like, we know what he does. We know what he represents. And that, like, the model of consistency and the excellence that Tom Brady exuded every day for 22 years is just, that's, like, my biggest, like, full full circle memory of it. But then, obviously, we have the favorite in-game moments, which we can get to in a little bit. But, yeah. So, Tom Brady, to me, was just, for the best thing with him was the model of consistency consistency in the commitment to excellence that he brought forth every day and you just always felt regardless like there was you how you always had a chance to win like even when we were down 28 to 3 you can attest to this I felt I didn't feel like comfortable or anything like that because how could you feel comfortable I still wasn't counting the game out I actually thought we had a legitimate chance to come back because I was like there is no way Bill Belichick and Brady are going out like this there's just no way like life couldn't allow that to happen Correct. Um, before we get to those two specific Super Bowls, yeah. or maybe even three, once we, you know, once we get to talking about it, I just want to touch on that second half, that second half of the dynasty again, because you know, like we said, that first half of the dynasty was both of our introductions to football. I'm five years older than you, but like, yeah. still, that a lot of that, a lot of that memory is kind of fuzzy to me. Obviously, I was younger. Obviously, I was in between junior high and high school. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like, even that, and it's partly probably because of how it ended, but even the 16 and 0 season, I don't have like vivid memories of. Like, like I remember how I felt. And I remember before the season, like, thinking we could go 16 and 0. Yeah. But I don't remember the games quite like I do the second half of the dynasty. Oh, like, you know I, what I mean? oh, you can, like, the second half, though, obviously, I was, that brings me to being. 13 to 23 in the second half of that dynasty instead of being like 5 to 13. So, like, I remember little moments. Like, I remember Moss over Revis. Like, I remember his yep. four touchdown game against Miami. I remember, I believe it was that season, it, uh, Brady threw for six touchdowns in the first half because they went, they went to Tennessee in a snow game and blew the doors off of them. Like, I remember a little thing. I, that may have been a different year, but I believe it was 07. But yeah, weirdly, no, no, weirdly, the Revis catch and that uh, that snow game. That snow game was, di- like, that was the year after he tore his ACL, I believe. Was it? Okay. I think that was, I was, I think that was his first year back. And then the Revis one, I think that was, I think that would have been, that actually might have been the year back in the torn ACL, too. I know it was within the last season or two of Moss's oh, was okay. the Patriots because he randomly he kind of just came and went with the Patriots yeah no that he, was such a weird time it was such a was so weird how that happened but yeah I, I remember watching that game with Moss over recent previous I feel like that was 2010 whenever it was but yeah they all kind of blend together with Randy yeah, like, Moss it doesn't know? say that Randy Moss time kind of blends together but because they're all such big games for him like he never had a 
rarely had a quiet game. Yeah. Rarely had a quiet game. But so like that those as you were saying, that period was like I remember bits and pieces. Like I can tell you this memory or this memory or this memory. And as like we just barely were, we can't exactly put like the exact date to it. But like in that second half of it, I was like, I feel like I could put almost to the day, like this happened right here. This is when it happened this season. Like I just remember everything so vividly because I was obviously older and that made that second half of it just even magnified by a million for me. Right. I, I think part of the reason why I don't remember some of the first half was because I think I'd have missed more games than I would have liked given just I was playing a lot of basketball at the time. I was playing basketball for school. So sometimes practice ran into the football game. So I was missing more games than I wanted. Yeah. And again, one of those years he tore, he tears his ACL. Like I don't remember anything of that torn ACL season. Cause I was probably like, fuck this team. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah, it's Matt Castle. I always, right? I hate that. I really, I absolutely hate that argument of Brady isn't great because that team went eleven and five. That was a sixteen and that was a sixteen and zero team coming back with vengeance with Bill Belichick as a quarterback. Matt Castle was actually a Pro Bowler with the Chiefs later on. He wasn't a bad quarterback. All he had to do was game manage his way to eleven wins. It's not like he did anything in particular. If Brady has that team, they might just go sixteen and zero again. Like. <laughs> they like, probably uh, win the Super Bowl. That they, year. they, sh- yeah, they probably should. I mean, that was Steelers. That was Steelers Cardinals. Steelers that Cardinals. Year. That was Steelers Cardinals that year, and we know what we did to the Steelers. Like we don't they playoff came- playoff Steelers don't matter to us. We just beat them. That's all we do. So they would have came back. They would have came back hell bad. I can tell you that. I don't know if they go sixteen and zero, but that's yeah, at least. I was gonna say, obviously, they don't go. Below, they don't go below thirteen and three. If Matt Castle get them to eleven five, I can say that. No, absolutely not. Like, there's no way. Like, there's absolutely but, no way, but go on. But, so the year after, when he comes back from the torn ACL, it's my senior year. It's the year the, uh, the Saints win it. That was a cool year. That was a cool football year, right? Mm-hmm. After that, though, so, you know, I'm done playing basketball, so I, like, really have time. Like, I fully immerse myself back into the Patriots. Like, yeah. you know, Pretty much since that, like before high school, right? Because you know, we're as you know, you're playing a lot of basketball in high school between that and AAU, da da da, yeah. right? So, yeah, I fully immersed myself into that that second half. Like, it was. Keep in mind, we hadn't won since what oh four oh five. I can't remember the, the exact o- season. The oh four oh five seasons when we beat technically the oh four when you're talking about it. Oh four season oh five Super, Super Bowl. Yeah, we right? beat the Panthers thirty two twenty nine, I believe. So then people, this one's whispers start to happen, like, oh, Patriots haven't won since Deflategate, or, uh, sorry, Spygate. Uh, Belichick and Brady haven't won in X amount of years. Yeah, they have success in the regular season. They haven't had success in postseason since, really, the Giants Super Bowl. You know, all these whispers. Around this time, the beginning of the 2010s, the defense is really weak. Brady's carrying the team. Right, yeah, which people don't so want. People don't like to remember that during that time, obviously, because they don't remember because the Patriots didn't go fully to the Super Bowl every year. But there were times where the Patriots defense, like their philosophy, was bend don't break because of the fact that their red zone defense was okay to solid, but like teams would just run up and down on us, like all yeah. over. But, and Belichick usually tightened it up for the playoffs, but yeah, their, their defense wasn't great in those oh nine and two thousand ten seasons, like. So 2010, they go 14-2. Brady wins the MVP, like you said. Mm-hmm. They lose in the divisional round of the Jets. Like I, 
that was just a tough loss. Yeah, that one. And that was after the year where they lose to Ray Rice. I think wild card round to yeah Ravens and Ray Rice. Yeah, so the, these the first play of the game. The first first play of the game was a Ray Rice eighty yard touchdown run or second play he, of the game. Like yeah. these, these are dark times for Patriots fans. Then the next year, this is the year after. Yeah, this is the year after the Packers win it. So now you got. Oh, is Rogers the best quarterback in the league? Oh god, and him and Brady. He, him he and Brady made me so happy. mad for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right? his this, fault. It wasn't his this fault. Is the, this is the beginning of uh, your dislike for Aaron Rodgers. So then, you know that was a great year. 2011 was one of the best football years of my memory. You know, Giants Patriots Part Two happens. Uh, the win that was supposed to happen does not happen. That one hurts. Giants win. That one hurts because Tom Brady a little bit overthrew Wes Welker, but if Wes Welker's Julian Edelman, that we have a Super Bowl. I, I don't know how he doesn't ca- like. It was a tough catch because he had to turn his body. I just I have seen him make. Hands. I had seen him make that catch. Like I have confidence right now that Danny Amendola makes that catch. I don't know. Like. Hmm, that one gets me. And then you see, and then see Eli Manning makes the greatest throw of his life to Mario Manningham up the sideline. Like, I was like, not again. This is happening again. Like, this can't happen again. Really? Again? Yeah, that was that was a nightmare. Healthy Gronk then, in that game. If he doesn't have a high ankle sprain, that hail mary. I'm to convinced to this day that hail mary is caught if Gronk does not have a high ankle sprain. Right, he maybe lays out a little more. Com- maybe it falls like if you watch it back, like convinced to this day, you cannot convince me he does not catch that hail mary if he has if he doesn't have that high ankle sprain. Sorry, so go then on. they go next year. Then they go next year. Uh, by the way, this by this time they've got a key to leave. They might have even had him in the Giants Super Bowl. I don't think they did actually. I don't think, I don't think they, they did. did. I think they got him no, after. So they have him the next year. They lose to the Broncos. Peyton Manning, that's his comeback season. He lights it the fuck up. Right? I think 2012. Yeah, 2012, 2013. Wait. Yeah. Wait, no. Technically, if it was a 2012 season, 2013 Super Bowl, that would have been the Ravens playing the 49ers. So I think we lost to the Ravens that year. Did we lose, yeah, that's right. That we was the year. The Ravens. We, yeah, we that's, lost to the Ravens. Keep gets bad. hurt. That's the first year we get him. Keep Tlaib gets hurt and. It turns into the defense of the year before, and Flacco literally just threw whatever he wanted up. I'm convinced if Tlaib's in that game, we at least have a better chance. I don't know if we win, but we definitely have a better chance. Then the next year, we get the Broncos in the conference championship game again. Tlaib gets taken out again, I mm-hmm. believe. Someone gets taken out. I know, I want to say Welker gets taken out that game as well, unless he was on the Broncos. No, Welker took out Tlaib. That's what happened. Sorry. Welker's on the Broncos, takes out to lead. We lose that game because Peyton can kind of throw it wherever he wants because we're missing our best yeah. uh, secondary player. 16 to time. 26, we lost that one. And that one was just like a, that was a weird feeling game. It never felt like the Patriots were like totally in it, no. especially after Tlaib went down. No. Then Tlaib goes to the Broncos. Same day he goes to the Broncos. We get Darrell Rivas, we get Brandon Browner, and then we end up having pretty much the most loaded team we've had since. That's the best Patriots team of all time, in my opinion. Like I'm, I'm, I'm calling it that because we didn't win the Super Bowl in 2007. That's the only reason why. But like out of the teams that we have, obviously, because being that won it, that won it, I think that's the best team we ever had. That I team had. That. 
everything. There was nothing that team didn't have because that team had Chandler Jones, that had Darrell Revis, that obviously had Devin McCourty. We had offensively, we had Gronk. We like that team had no holes whatsoever. That team was Is phenomenal. That right? This that run where they had Brandon LaFell. This that run where they had they come back down twice against the Ravens in the first or in the divisional round that year. For some reason, they didn't play at eight fifteen, and that's like one of the. I think that's the only important game I missed out of that whole era because I was fucking coaching. Yeah, okay, because um, I was. About, I had again, to text I don't know, you. I had to text you during yeah, that you game. Yeah, you texted me all these updates, and I didn't have service where, where whatever fucking school we're I was at. Like, <laughs> I, I still don't understand to this day. I was thinking about this the other night. I was thinking about this the other night. I don't understand until this day why they did not like every other game they played during that time. Every divisional round game was eight fifteen. Yeah, so I have no idea game. why they gave. I don't know why they gave the Patriots and the Ravens of all teams a rivalry. Two great stars of the teams. They put them at four fifteen that day. I would love to see who was the eight fifteen game. Must have been the Packers that year or something like that. Must have been one of those teams. But yeah, but yeah, that was I, the Edelman pass the, game. That was. <laughs> That was that was a fun fun game that you got to miss. Yeah, Edelman was one pass for one, or one pass, fifty one yards and a touchdown. Brady played three sixty seven, three touchdowns, one pick. He actually had a rushing touchdown too. Brady played phenomenal that game. Brady was yep. real real good. Rob Gronkowski had a big game. Amendola had a good game. LaFell had a good game. Yeah, caught the game winning pass. I saw the fourth. Did not see quarters one through three and i'm still tight about it to this day i can't blame you that then was a really good game we blow up the colts the next week we go to the super bowl and this is my all-time favorite uh, favorite memory. Oh, it's my all-time favorite game yeah deflate gate well i could go on and on about deflate gate like i'm sure most of the people by this time will fucking turn off this podcast we're going so deep into brady's I career i don't but, care <laughs> man brady yeah deflate gate and all the money the league like two seasons later, try to shell out to suspend Brady. But, uh, you know, I'll just leave it at. There's tons of other things that seem more important that they could have gone after. But they, they, for whatever reason, wanted to take out the biggest star in the league. Don't ask me why, Roger Goodell. But, uh, Raj. <laughs> yeah, Raj. But, uh, man, still, like that, I've never been so, like, let me put it like this. The Bengals fans, because they haven't been there since the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. They're all excited to go to the Super Bowl, which is as they should be. Yeah. I can tell you every last one of them is not going to be enjoying the Super Bowl at all next Sunday. It's going to be one of the most like nerve-wracking like fucking events that they're going to watch. Like, oh, the only I... time they're going to be able to relax is the halftime show. Oh, Justin Wade. I He's been my... Uh, Justin Wade's in my fantasy league. Shout out to Justin Wade. I've been texting him because he's been a Bengals fan forever. So he's finally like, oh my God. I, I've, been te- I've been texting him throughout this entire playoff run because I was pumped that the Bengals won because I wanted I wanted to see Joe Burrow play in the Super Bowl. I wanted him to see I wanted to see someone different than the Chiefs. So I was like, "Oh, what the hell just happened with Patrick Mahomes? Like, who took Patrick Mahomes? I have no idea where he went in that second half in overtime." Anyways, but yeah, no, he's going to literally not know what to do. He probably doesn't know what to do now. Like he's prepping for how he's going to feel in about 10 days. Right. What I was going to say was so when that game between the two weeks between, you know, Deflategate and that whole bullshit, and, you know, by then it's a full 10 years since the Patriots won a Super Bowl, right? Uh, and we're playing against the Legion of Boom. 
keep in mind what that defense was. Keep in mind what that defense was doing to teams. Even people like Aaron Rodgers. Like, I vividly remember the first game of that year. It was Packers versus Seahawks. Rodgers wouldn't even throw to wherever Sherman was, Richard Sherman, right? Mm-hmm. And then that you have to also remember that was Packers-Seahawks championship game. Special teams That's blunder. That's one of the best games I've ever had. Yeah, I was going to say special teams blunder. Rodgers didn't play well late down the stretch. There was a fake field goal touchdown. The inexplicably, I don't know how Russell Wilson got the two-point conversion because he yeah, ran for his life. Like, that was that was the worst thing to me. I don't know. Obviously, like, the onside kick is the onside kick. But I don't know how you allow Russell Wilson to run around for three minutes and then just throw it up and guys lie open in the back of the end zone for a two-point conversion. It's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you lose him? <laughs> but, that was more That was more so a prayer. He could, That was one of the luckiest two-point conversions you'll ever see, I just really. don't, I don't know how you let – I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think they let him as much as it was just lucky because it kind of just fell into I think it was one of their tight one of their backup yeah, tight ends. Yeah, but uh, down the seam. Oh no, Doug Baldwin rather. Sorry, or was that was one of that was that's one of my favorite games from the last decade. That was amazing. That was a really crazy. Fun game. Game. That was a fun one. And then so, yeah, we face the Legion of Boom. They're up 10. First half, they're kind of I want to say dominating us, but they control they had the, the game, game for sure. Yeah, they control the game. Third quarter is kind of up and down. We go into the fourth down ten, and Brady just puts on a clinic. Like that's when I, that's when I was like, "Yo, there is no other quarterback in the fucking league I'd rather have than Tom Brady." Because no one did to that defense what Tom Brady did to that defense. Cam Chancellor was a little banged up going to that game, but whatever. Hey, everyone else was pretty at, much at full strength. We had some banged up guys. Um, Believe you me, know. Brady went 11 of 14 for 128, two touchdowns, no picks in the fourth quarter. He was incredible. He was incredible. Incredible. Like, he was lights out. Uh, Gronk was great. Edelman was obviously great. Shane Vereen was great on that, those last two drives. Mm-hmm. He was me. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have the we have the Jermaine Curse catch. I can't describe like how good that, how loaded that Seahawks team was. Like those were without a doubt the two best teams in the league. Like yeah, no, there was no that, and that that game had everything right. So yeah, the curse catch, which it looks like, damn, the Patriots are really gonna lose on their last three Super Bowls on three ridiculous plays or catches, right? Mm-hmm. Like being the pinpoint of the game. Uh, and then obviously Malcolm Butler happens next, which is you know that's like it's <laughs> like one of the ten greatest moments of my life. Oh God, like. Yeah, I still haven't recovered from that play. Like that was that's the that's my favorite game ever, maybe that's in a, any sport. That's the best. That's the best NFL game I've ever seen in my life. And like, then after what happens after the pick, when I tell you this game has everything, a fucking brawl ensues on the very next play when Tom Brady <laughs> near. Like that game was insane. That game was that was such a great game. Wild. And then so we lose lose the Broncos next year AFC Championship. 2016, 28-3. That, yeah. That solidified Brady and Belichick as the goal. It's like everyone, that. everyone knew after that Super Bowl. After that Super Bowl, regardless of what the Falcons did to cough that game up, because obviously everything had to play out perfectly. Perfectly. Yep. Obviously, yep. like it's on the Falcons as much as it's on the but like regardless of the Falcons messing up, it doesn't matter if the Patriots don't make the plays. So like that like you still have to give them the Patriots credit. 
within making the plays and still staying poised, regardless of the fact that, yes, the Falcons did everything wrong. Matt, Matt Ryan took a sack when he should not have. They were throwing on, they had a false start when they shouldn't have even been throwing. They could have kneeled the ball three times and kicked a field goal game would have been over. <laughs> the third down, third down, I think Tevin Coleman gets injured. So then you have Devontae Freeman in the game doesn't pick up a block, and then Dante Hightower just comes in clean, strips the ball. Like, all, like you couldn't have put the game in any other, like, nothing. I just remember. But, like, yeah. Like, I just remember after the, after the Julio Jones catch. One of the greatest catches I've like, ever seen. I remember thinking, like, oh, we just had a great comeback attempt, but, like, it's it's over now. Like, I was okay. I was like, damn, we lost. Like, just just like I was okay in the first half of us getting blown out. I'm like, yo, we had a great run. We got four Super Bowls. Like, it's going to end like this. It's going to end like this. <laughs> we got a great run. And I remember the memes were hilarious. Like, I remember, like, I remember it was 21-3 at the half. And it was, like, it was 21 Savage's face, 21. And uh, the Patriots, three. Juju, Juju on that beat was a popular song at the time. Mm-hmm. People were saying, knock if you buck, 21. Juju on that beat, three. Like, I was good with the jokes. Like, we've, we've been on top for so long. Like, you got to let us have it. It's got to be over at some time. And Tom Brady did what he did. Uh, you know, McDaniels deserves credit in that game, too. Unsung hero because his career ended, like, two years after that. Malcolm Mitchell was great in that game. Uh, yeah, no, Malcolm and- Mitchell made so many big fourth down, like, third and fourth down catches in the second half. Like, he was big time in that game. Bunch that of game huge was, plays. That game was so improbable. I mean, it's still second to me to the to the Seahawks game, and really third to me to the uh, Eagles game, to the, to the Patriots Chiefs oh, game. Oh, Patriots Chiefs that they right before, that, yeah. Oh, that was such a good game. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that solidified Brady as the goal. He was, he was he, in every throw he had to. Obviously, Edelman's catch, mm-hmm. uh, which you know seemed that seemed like finally the payback for all the catches that did us over. In Super Bowls, like that's when I knew, like without a doubt, we were winning. Uh, that that was an insane catch. I feel like that doesn't even get replayed enough. I feel like it did, like for the first two years after that, but I feel like I haven't seen that catch in a while. Like that was an unbelievable fucking catch. No, like, it's, that, one of the, it's one of the five most memorable catches in NFL history. Obviously, like there's the Dwight Clark, there's the David Tyree. Um, for me, I mean, I'm thinking off the top of my head, it's probably not top five, but Santonio San Holmes back of the end zone against the Cardinals. That's doesn't say that's up there, um, but yeah, no, like like that catch is up there with some of the best catches ever in the history of sports. That's also the season where Brady gets suspended because of Deflategate. Because I, I, who the fuck knows why? And he almost wins uh, MVP. Twenty eight touchdowns, two picks on the year. They go twelve and two, or they go well ten and two with him. I think in quite a, quite a bit even better record. But he missed he four great. games. But yeah, no, he was phenomenal. He was great. And then, and we made, then he has a comeback win the next year in the AFC Championship game against the Jaguars with a with a sliced open thumb. Like he, there was questions if he'd even play that game, and he had a great performance. Uh, we lose that Super Bowl. Don't know how. We don't need to Malcolm, talk about it. Malcolm Butler not playing egregious. That one hurts me. Because obviously, as we're talking about those seven, we don't. Rem- I don't remember it as vividly. That one hurts me the most because that was Brady's best postseason ever. 
He would have had. Yeah, he threw for like what, five hundred seventeen yards. He threw five hundred five yards in the Super Bowl, which is a Super Bowl record for the entire playoffs. He had eight touchdowns, zero picks. His ratings were never below. His quarterback rating was never below a one hundred two. Like he he was playing phenomenal football that literally would have been if he topped that off with that game, the greatest game in Super Bowl history for an individual. That would have been his greatest playoff run ever. And that's what that one got me. because Especially because it was, oh, two minutes left. The Patriots have the ball. All right. No one. I don't even know. I'm not, even sure, I'm not even sure Fletcher Cox thought they were going to win the game at that point. Like, obviously, he made the play. He made a phenomenal play to get around the edge. But I'm not even sure he was like, yeah, hey, we, we just need to hope that we got a minute left. We have to hope that we got some time. So we don't. That game was so disappointing. So, so disappointing. Yeah. Some interesting things in that game, like that catch in the back of the end zone. I forget exactly who caught it for the Eagles, but could it could it very easily been called a non-catch? Alshon Jeffrey. It might have been Alshon. I I thought it was a backup running back, but I could be wrong. I thought it was Alshon Jeffrey. Could have easily been called a no catch, but you know. Then obviously the Philly special happened, and then the Patriots tried to run their own Philly special, and Tom Brady obviously didn't catch the ball. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that had, was that game had almost everything in it. Yeah, that was weirdly a fun Super Bowl, and you know, who America wanted to win won. But I don't know; it's weird. It seems like everybody, Patriots fans and NFL fans included, are like, "Oh yeah, it was a cool Super Bowl," but the Eagles won, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, seems like everybody kind of brushes it off as just you know one that the Patriots lost. Like, I don't know; it's crazy. The Patriots really could have ten Super Bowls if you add like. I mean, that Brady ACL year, the crazy catches. I mean, they, uh, I mean, if you really want to go, th- I mean, all through. I mean, obviously they could have, they could have lost the Falcons and they could have lost the Seahawks. Those two for me are made up because of the David Tyree one. So like the David Tyree one for itself cancels out the Seahawks one. So for people who say they shouldn't have that one, I say they should have the David Tyree one. Like I, yeah, I, feel, like, both, I feel like they, Super Bowls cancel each other out, in my personal opinion. Absolutely, the Eagles, the Eagles and Falcons cap. Yeah, and those are say like for the Eagles, like because that game, if Malcolm Butler plays and we don't have Kyle Arrington, might as well have been Kyle Warner playing cornerback that day. <laughs> we have Kyle Arrington <laughs> playing cornerback. Like take him out. He's getting roasted all game long. Put in the guy who played the most snaps for you the entire season defensively. We probably win the game because he plays cornerback better than Kyle Arrington. Wonder why. Wonder why the Eagles got rid of Kyle Arrington. Bill, please answer me that one. Still salty about that game. That's the one that gets me the most. Definitely salty about it. But yeah, we literally could have had nine or ten Super Bowls, or there's a world where we only win like two or three Super Bowls. The fact that they got six with Brady. Brady ends up with seven. Um, the fact that they got six, that's, that seems about right for what they made it to. They made it to nine, got six. ACL season with a loaded team. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, if you want to say ACL season with a loaded team, you could probably say they did, but also you could say they shouldn't have won when they beat the Rams because of the fact of the tuck rule. And then, like, you could you can literally point to so many different seasons where it's like, oh, they probably shouldn't, but this one you can't as much. I was like, they shouldn't have blown a 21-3 to lead, but they did, so you can't really take that away from them. They just choked that one away. But, like, you go back and forth, you can see all of the ones that you're like, oh, wow, they could have won this one, they didn't lose this one. So six feels right. Six feel for the Patriots for the Patriots Brady. Six feels like the number like the right number, personally. 
then my last like great memory of like that second that second dynasty run that chiefs game in arrowhead cold game that was an incredible game i think we go up I feel like we were talking about this a few weeks back. We're up 14, maybe, going into halftime. Yeah, I think it, it might have been 14 0. It was 14 0 going into half. We shut them out. And then Mahomes and the Chiefs come back. Look, I want to say this. There's there's a section of Patriots fans, there's a section of diehard Patriots fans who like hate Patrick Mahomes, which I get. I completely get it. I get why you would. But there's also that same section of fans who like get so defensive whenever anybody brings up Mahomes like oh he ain't the goal like no shit he's not the goal it's like his sixth year in the league Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal like he's not Tom Brady but nobody's Tom Brady you know what I mean but like that doesn't make him any less phenomenal it doesn't make him any less talented I just so, I like, hate when people bring up the goat with him though but like obviously it, it, I don't I don't I don't see who brings it up other than this dumbass Nick Wright like that's the only no one I think I've like seen. there's people in there's people in media that will say like he should be yeah, in that conversation no that's what I'm saying but that but media media is not even like that's, but, you can hardly take that seriously well no but but I mean you can't fully take it seriously but at the same time for your common but everyday per oh no I'm just saying for your common everyday person that's what you're gonna hear so then can you give me a name though because the only one I've prominently seen like put this guy immediately in the goal conversation after four or five years is Nick Wright. So, like, I, who else has called him, like, the GOAT? Because that's insane. Um, people weren't even... Well, I mean, a lot of us to say... I'm trying to think of anyone specifically saying the GOAT. I know people say he has, obviously, GOAT potential. Which he does. Like, which, which, you know... Yeah, but I'm it, trying to think... I know there are a couple others that have said something along those he, lines, but I can't think of get there right is now. the but, question. I don't think he does, because well, it's hard. It's going to be hard for any single buddy to top... No one's going to top what Tom Brady did. No one's going to top that. I mean, but. obviously, and I don't think, like, obviously, I don't think you fully, depending on what Mahomes can do, like, you may not have to get to eight Super Bowls to be considered the GOAT, but, like, there's Joe Burrow, who's in the Super Bowl now, you have Justin Herbert in your conference, there's Josh Allen, who you just had one of the greatest divisional round games with ever there's a guy named lamar jackson who won an mvp a couple years ago who's pretty who's pretty solid um you never know what could happen with a young quarterback like trevor lawrence obviously this year he didn't look good but it's also the jaguars you never know what could happen like there's so many obviously the patriots there too with mac jones there's so many people that going to like six super bowls for patrick mahomes is so like out of this world like if he does that more power to him because there is so much talent in the AFC. And then plus you got to win it too. Absolutely. Let me say this. He absolutely would have to win eight. You got, if you want to be the best, you got to, you got to top the best. Whoever's considered the greatest, you got to do more. It's so it also hurts so that he lost to Brady in the AFC Championship game, the one game he played in the AFC, and then the one game he played in the Super Bowl, he lost thirty-one to nine. So it's also really yeah. hard. like it, that. That hurts. Like if he would have beat Brady, you could have a strong like you're like okay, they played head to head, and he beat him in the Super Bowl. But like obviously his offensive line was hurt, but at the same time yeah. he's still thirty-one to nine. Yeah. yeah, and I can't put that too much on him. Like I don't, I don't put it on Mahomes. It's just hard to win an argument now. That that that, that like yeah, I don't put the game on Mahomes. It's just like hard to win the argument when you're comparing the to the there, guy you lost to. That's the thing. There is no argument because a he's still so he's still a baby in his career. Well, of course, a. he's played four seasons. He's been in the league for five. He's played four legitimate seasons, of course. And B and B, like I said, if you if you want that argument, you gotta have you gotta, you gotta have those years under your belt. You gotta have the Gonna have the accolades under your belt. Like he's he's gonna have he's gonna be up there with the greatest as long as he stays healthy, and that's the thing with them, obviously. 
But, you know, back to that game, what I was originally going to say, I have I gained so much respect from Holmes that year because we had a really good, I believe it was a, either Sunday, I think it was a Sunday night game that same season where, uh, and it might have been the year before too. I, no, that would, I don't no, know. it was that season when was, we beat them 40 to 38 at the end of yeah. the game. That was because um, that was when Tyree Kill had one of the most insane catches that of like, like not insane catches, but run after the catch. Literally, Devin McCourty had the angle. Tyreek Hill took two steps and was at full speed and just like went. But you're like, wait, what happened? How did Tyreek Hill get there? That's when Mahomes gained my respect because we were all big that game and they just came on back, just him and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. But especially him and Tyreek is what I remember in the second half of that game. So we're up 14, we're up 14 0 on them in that AFC Championship game. I'm not counting them out one bit. And then I remember, like, one vivid thing I remember from that game is they, like, gave a shot to Mahomes in the sideline. He was like looking at Tyree Kill, giving him a nod, like, let's do this. I was like, this guy's a baller. Like, I, I've never hated Mahomes. I get why people hate him, but like, he's got my respect. That dude's a competitor. Uh, we'll talk next week, because we were talking so much Brady. We'll talk next week about what we felt maybe about the AFC Championship games, because I, I feel like this guy caught CTE on his last drive, because yeah. I've I've, that was unbelievable. I don't know how you lose the game when you got second goal from your four. You should either win that game or at last resort kick that field goal from the from the one yard line if you don't feel comfortable scoring it from the one or from the four. But we'll never understand the Chiefs lost that game. You know, absolutely, I absolutely won't understand because like before the half, just take the points. Yep. Like at the end of the game, like I mean, obviously Harrison Bucker made the field goal, but like you almost got strip sack to lose it. You threw to Demarcus Robinson twice, and then you threw a contested ball and, to Tyreek. Like, like it was just obviously we can get deeper into it. Ran back thirty yards and took a sack. Yeah, like we can get deeper into that next week when we're previewing the Super Bowl. We can talk about kind of the divisional, which we really didn't talk about. We touch upon it, talk about the championship games, preview the Super Bowl, and all that good stuff. But it that game made no sense to me. I absolutely don't know how Mahomes, especially because that was the first time Mahomes really did something like that. So shocking. Unbelievable. Four or five games this postseason that have made me feel much better about the Patriots blowout because I would have lost my fucking mind had the Patriots lost the game some of the way these other teams lost their game. If the Patriots would have lost a game like the Packers, like I don't know how Austin's doing, but like if you're trying to tell me a team wins on a – two field goals and a special teams touchdown, I'd be so upset. Like, <laughs> especially when you have the better team with the better quarterback, the best player. Like, I, I would be so upset. Like, I just, nah, that one got me. I could not be a Packers fan and be happy <laughs> at all. Niners had no business winning that game. No, they had sure. no business winning that. They should not have at all. But, rounding it back to that AFC Championship game 2018, uh, you know, I believe Brady technically didn't throw for any touchdowns. I can't remember, but he didn't. He, he ran for four. Well, he made every goddamn throw on third and ten, on fourth and ten, on those last drives in an overtime. Like he was unbelievable, cold as ice on the road against the number one team. On um, you know, like I said, he's managing the game a lot that that, that whole season. Like that he's, was he's our Super Bowl. That was our Super Bowl, basically. And he, he wasn't playing like how he did these last two years with the Bucks. He was really, it was a run-heavy team, almost like his first year. Obviously, more Liberty because he's, you know, a better Tom Brady than his first year. But it was a lot of game management. And, you know, Chiefs fans, if D4 just doesn't 
Awesome. Line up a little bit over the line, you y'all win that game. But and oh, Tom, Tom Brady did throw end up throwing a touchdown to none other than Philip Dorsett in that game. But of course he did. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. The deep. Yep. Yeah. I do remember that. But anyways, but, regardless, of, I know what you're. I'm gonna say. And you can obviously second it if you believe. But for anyone who says that the Patriots shouldn't have been there because of D Ford, yeah, you're right. You know what? Don't give the goat a second chance. Like, just don't, don't give, do it. Just don't like. If you don't want us to win, then don't give them second chances. Like, let's just don't that's on give you. Tef, you don't give Teflon Tom a second chance. You, you don't like, give Teflon Tom. If, a second if Mike turns it, the it. if Mike turns the ball over, you better keep the ball or score because if Mike gets it again, or if Larry Bird gets it again, Tom Brady gets it again, someone like Mahomes is showing that if he gets it again, th- you guys are just done. Like, don't give them second chances. They can make mistakes the first times, but you better capitalize on those mistakes because if not, they're going to kill you. That's what I'm saying. My favorite saying for these type of guys, these champions, LeBron, you put them in this category. Oh, too. sorry, LeBron, you, definitely. LeBron, definitely. You, I should have mentioned him. You can't. You can't just have the lead and think you're safe. You gotta kill him. You you gotta win by twenty. You gotta win, or in Brady's case, you gotta be up by more than twenty seven. You absolutely gotta kill him. You gotta put it to thirty five, and it's the truth. Because same with Mahomes. Like like the Texans went up twenty four to nothing, and by halftime the Chiefs had a lead. Yeah, like a like couple you, years back, obviously. But like, are you kidding me? <laughs> can't just can't just beat them. You gotta kill them because they will come back to bite you. It's yeah. it's it's a fact. It's a fact. Never take but, your foot off the gas when you're that guy. Because all it does yeah. is take one play, changes the momentum, and then you keep going. Then you get tight, and they're and they're loose, and then just one play changes everything. You cannot. We saw it almost happen. We saw it almost happen again with uh with Brady's last game, Bucks Rams, and that wasn't even. Brady wasn't playing particularly well, even in the comeback. Like he played solid down. The, he's played solid in the fourth quarter. It was just more so like the Rams couldn't hold on to the ball. They fumbled four I've times. Never, that game. I've never, I've seen never seen a like team, that. never seen a team want to lose as much as the Rams wanted to lose that game. Everyone and was Stafford. Bucks, and then the Bucks wanted to do an all-out blitz to end the game. That was that was so that was, so that was incredible. That, again, that was so that's. It's another game where I was like, wow, Belichick would have, you know, had the common sense to, you know, not do an all-out blitz when you could just have overtime. All but, you had to do was get to overtime. That's it. That's it. All you had to do was get to overtime. Like, and, uh, then you let Cooper, you let the best receiver in the league this year, in my opinion, he's number two, but, like, you let the best receiver stats wide in the league get open. Not just open, but wide open. Like, how do you allow that to happen? Two catches, sixty-five yards on the last drive, easy money. Like I don't, I don't know how I don't know how they're sleeping at night for that. I also don't know how Jaquiski Tart. Shout out to him. I don't know how he's sleeping right now because Matt Stafford threw one in his belly and he dropped it, and the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl otherwise. So I don't know how he's sleeping right now. But shout out to him because we're talking about the bad defensive plays. It's been a wild, entertaining postseason of football. Um, you know, to wrap it up with Brady, we win that year against the Rams. That's the last one. Six. They go out. He obviously goes to the Bucks. He wins one more. Uh, once again, Tom Brady. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all the championships. Can't wait to see what you do in your next chapter of life. 
uh, again, I'm shocked that we're. I, I really thought he was going to come back for at least one more year. I, See, I just I felt can't like believe because he, he was going to live out his goal. I thought he was just going to do what he wanted. His goal. I thought he was at least going to go 45. And after last year, honestly, I would not have been shocked if he played till 48. I get Giselle wasn't about it, and I get Giselle's been wanting to retire probably since that Falcon Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I really, I, there was no sign of slippage as we saw with his last touchdown to Mike Evans last Sunday or the Sunday before, sorry. But yeah, I still, until I see him, I mean, I guess he's already released statements, but until I see him, I don't know, going out in that Patriot blue, because I'm assuming he'll sign him one day. But see, I don't man, think he will. He might, who knows? I've heard he is. Salty. I don't think he is. Nah, he, he called, he called Bill Belichick the goat today. He said, Post on his IG story how grateful he was to be coached by the greatest coach of all time. Because um, it was weird that he left us out of his retirement statement, but he also did release a big statement when he retired. And like I said, today he's been showing the Patriots, Kraft, Belichick, the fans, some love. So I'm really interested to see what kind of ceremony he gets because I feel like Kraft's going to throw him one because Kraft has called him like a, like a son. Yeah, he deserves... He deserves 50% ownership of the franchise, there's, honestly. There's, like, uh, there's zero other people who deserve it more than Tom Brady in the sport of football and only probably one other person in entire spo- in team sports that deserve it more, and it'd be Mike. Give him and a statue. Maybe, right it, maybe not even more, just as much. Absolutely. Mike got a statue while he was playing outside of the United Center. Um, <laughs> he got it statue. in like 93 after a third championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you're in the midst of your prime and you're getting a statue already. That's hilarious. <laughs> right? It tells you exactly what people thought of Jordan at yeah, the Yeah, of course. It was a, and no one had a problem with it. Everyone was like, yeah, no, he deserves a, He deserves one. Like, he, sh- he should get one. Give Tom Brady his own statue outside of Gillette. Yeah. Gillette, the house that Tom Brady built. Again, Brady, thanks for the memories. Belichick, thank you for the memories. You know you're still there. We'll see what he does with the uh, with this continued chapter of his career without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But, man, crazy that we're here. Again, I thought we had one more year, but 22 seasons is uh, <laughs> is a lot. It's crazy. And it's crazy to look. Just go, for anyone listening to this, just go look at Tom Brady's football reference page and just look at from that Super Bowl season in two, 2001 to now it's it, it makes no sense no one's topping that winning wise no one's topping that record wise no one's topping that level of consistency and no one's going to get better in their late 30s into their 40s it makes no fucking sense it makes no sense his career makes no sense at all Tom, and then you top that with that he was a six round pick the 199th pick in the draft we'll never see another tom brady, no. tom, ever, brady ever. tom brady was a top three quarterback in his 20s in his 30s in his 40s and he left a top three quarterback like you can't or top i'm gonna say top five just so no one has an argument at all like there's rogers mahomes allen him and like insert Russell Wilson. Like those are your prob- those are your five in whatever order you feel like putting it in. But Tom Brady's a top five quarterback and he could have won the MVP this year. Rodgers will probably win it. Unbelievable. Keenan, any uh any parting words? Um, no, other than thank you. Uh, as Kyle said, thanks for the memories, Tom. Um, for some reason, if you happen to hear this. I don't know how or why, but if for some odd reason someone puts this on your desk and they're like, hey, here's an hour 10 of just people loving you. Thank you. you. And 
I have no animosity in my heart for you leaving because obviously you had your reasons and thank you for 22 years of excellence. Oh, see, you mentioned that. I, I almost went through the whole podcast without mentioning that. Like, if we could just re-sign him, we possibly win a ring one of these last two years. Like, what if he's on this team he this doesn't, year? He I doesn't feel- leave. I don't think he retires this year. If he, I don't think he retires. Because if, if you're trying to tell me... If all you had to do was sign him back and then get a receiving option, you would still have Gronk regardless because he would have been able to get Gronk to come back. You would have had Gronk. You'd have the same kind of team you have. Just get a receiving option so he would have felt more comfortable. Hell, get Antonio Brown. And I mean, obviously it would have been different getting Antonio Brown there because he already had left once, but they, they could have ran it. I don't want to talk. that. Yeah, that's tough to me. Brady's also apparently moving to Miami. Got a Miami mansion lined up for him. So, Tommy, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll see you this summer, pimp. Hold it down in Miami, three hundred five. Love Tommy. Say, Tom, if you can hit me up before you leave, so we can meet up in Tampa. I'll take you out to <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> I'll take you to that. I'll take you. <laughs> no, Tom. You know what? I'll I'll be nice. I'll take you to the Capitol Grill. I'll let you get a nice. I'll let you get a prime rib. I'll put it on me. I feel like Tom Brady's long gone from Tampa already. Hey, but, he, hey, he may come back. You never know. Well, I mean, he was throwing yeah. he was throwing a pass to David Beckham's son on a yacht the other day. So sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. He threw a dime too. He was on like one of the uh, jet skis and was uh, is going by. He threw him a dot, <clears throat> doing what Tom does best. Listen, we'll be back next week. NBA to talk about Super Bowl preview to talk about. Um, Celtics. Not mad at y'all. I, I I hated you guys up until about these uh this last week and a half. Yep. You guys are starting to play with some energy and passion on both ends, passing the ball, starting to starting to look like the Celtics team that I know and love. Tatum's looking so, uh, better too. Tatum Tatum's a, looking better. Tatum had a fifty-one, ten, and seven game. He went nuts. Uh, you know, thirty-six out there looking like a prime Marcus Smart these last few games since he's gotten back from injury. So. uh I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get too bullish, but uh, there's. I like their body language. I like the way that the crowd's responding better, which mm-hmm. means they see it too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll the, get, we'll the get to more feeling, NDAs. The are feeling good now that they have everybody back or getting. Yeah, they got Bam back, Jimmy Butler's back, Tyler Hero's still healthy, Duncan Robinson, they're a half game out of first. So they're feeling great too. I can't wait to see what these shapes up to be. We have a trade deadline coming up too. Uh, it's going to be an interesting second half of the year. That's yes. for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Also, sure. also, the Cavs are staying around because Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are the truth. Hey, I told you before the year, the Cavs were my surprise team. Little did I know, I thought they were going to be like, you know, six, seven, eight seed. I did not expect them to be a top four seed. You know, you were, I was going to say you were right on them for sure so far. I mean, obviously things could go bad, but I don't think it's going to go bad. But they've been playing defense, and that's the thing that's going to – Keep them in every game. They can play D. They made the right pick with Evan Mobley. Oh, yeah. That that guy, I don't know. He's got potential, that's for sure. Him and Darius Garland. Best Garland's night. Yeah. Garland's night. He's got some, got some Kyrie and some Dame Lillard to him, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Keenan, pleasure to talk to you about the GOAT, Tom Brady. <sighs> Tommy, we'll miss you. Great career. What a career. It feels like Appreciate we're putting a stamp you. on, like... Like, this just feels like I'm putting a stamp on Tom, like I'm closing my book. <laughs> like, it really is for us all fans. Like, I, 
you know. We've been doing this podcast like, long enough. Like, when Tom left, it felt like we were closing the book on him in New England, and then now him closing the book on his career. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, he's the king. Of, he's the king of New England. Uh, shit, I can't say the king of Boston, but definitely the king of New England. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what There's a career! An argument to be the king of Boston with Bill Russell, Bird. He's absolutely. He's on that short list. Those those three right there: Bird, Russell, Brady. Bill Bird Brady. If you want to go the three Bs and right then there, just but, to throw uh, a different sport in there, uh, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, Big Poppy. Congrats on the holiday, I was say, probably, I was say there's probably someone from back in the day. Could have been Babe Ruth, but we gave him away for a box of chocolates. <laughs> no, it's, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, we I don't remember what the exact trade was. I no, think I it know. was like a play. I think it was like a play script or something ridiculous like yeah, that. They, but, I was say they gave Babe Ruth yeah, away for nothing and. Yeah, obviously he became one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. So it's good that we had him. But uh, yeah, listen, Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast. Keen, once again, great talking to you. Talk to you next week. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs>